What up, what up, what up? Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Guys, what is going on? I'm Shadell, co-host of Asian and Simpsons. I'm joined by my lovely wife. Lauren. Feeling, feeling excited, trying to be excited. I was feeling a little bit mopey, like I don't really feel like recording with everything that's still going on in the world today. But you know, gotta. My bad. <laughs> gotta. Your chair bumped me. Gotta. Gotta record. Gotta gotta keep consistent. Gotta it, gotta be normal in this like these weird situations of you know being in a in a uh, during a pandemic and also you know uh, a divided country among mm-hmm. everyone versus racism. Yeah. <laughs> to to put it simply, I'm, um, I'm personally in the. In the stresses of figuring out reopening steps and all of this stuff, which is made more complicated for reasons that I cannot say yet. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm currently stressed with all of that. How are you guys? Which also, by the way, uh, friendly reminder, we're in Connecticut where things are moving a lot slower. Because I saw in a post on Facebook last night, it's like nationwide and someone had asked like oh if you're doing makeup like what's happening there's people in other states that have been doing full faces of makeup for like a month now yeah and connecticut is only letting us do the upper half of the face and have the client keep the mask on as of june 17th phase two so like oh my gosh i'm very envious of the people who are actually working some of those places they're starting to rule it back like houston they're debating on rolling uh some of the some of the stuff back i really i genuinely hope that doesn't happen here if we open stuff because that'll be detrimental so that's what i'm dealing with right now how about you guys i mean they're not gonna say anything back it's called they can respond to us on social media or emails. Wow, way to be engaging. <laughs> like you're like, how about you guys? I'm like Also the people who crickets. watch on YouTube. Crickets. Rude. Crickets. That's all I hear. Rude. Crickets. All I hear is you don't want to engage with your audience. Okay. Terrible. Okay. Terrible. So as we move towards trying to get out of this news, it just keeps coming back. So we got a couple topics we're gonna hit on that relate to the current injustices that are happening that are being brought out in the world, especially this recent case. Well, I want to talk about this recent case um, later in this episode about uh, Rashawn. I'm drawing his blank on his name. About this guy that died uh, this past Friday to police. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that one because that is I, I, I was really hoping we could like kind of mosey out of it because. You know, being a black person and talking about this, it's like it's like I'm living at times too, where it's like it's constantly in the news, and then I'm just like, uh, I don't really want to, I don't uh, stop. Richard Brooks. There we go. Um, so we're gonna talk about him later. Um, before we get into it, I just want to say, this is just coming as a fan, I, and if you guys are familiar with the show, this is us. They lost a really great writer this uh, this past week, and that was Jazz Fly, for those that are familiar. Man, I knew Jazz since, like, back ooh, a long time ago when YouTube was, like, a, a cool place to be, and now it's all, like, formulated and all that stuff. Um, there was this uh, YouTube channel called, like, Jump Off, and they would talk about a lot of rap news, 
and that's how I learned of of jazz low key. Um, and I forgot the other girl that's on it, but that's how I learned of them. And like, yeah, like it was just a, a dope collective of people that like would talk about rap news, and it was just a good vibe. And yeah, so it's like kind of follow. It's like when you follow someone for so long. And you're like you're a fan in a sense, and then they just like pass away. And uh, um, it, I guess I found out it was due to suicide. And we touched on this for a brief moment, and I'm not trying to get too heavy into it, but I just want to say, as I hope that we, you know, as as people that are our age that are listening, um, even if you're older, that's fine. But I really look forward to people that are around our age and younger that are going to grow up, that are going to be open minded, that are going to sit there. And when they have kids, um, be able to have that open environment for them to express how they feel and and what's going on. Um, Because I just feel like that's that's needed as I'm starting to realize how a lot of a lot of my not even friends, like acquaintances or friends of friends of people are like passing away. And it's not due to drugs, and it's not due to you know a car accident, and they're just—it's—it's it's just a suicide. It's—it's it's really starting to me, starting to have me like look at things differently as like, you know, what can you do to be a better friend? There's a song from Royce the Five Nine that I played for you, and that I feel like everyone should listen to, is a strong friend, and I love the song so much because. Everyone's sitting, well, you, you, we all have these strong friends. I kind of consider myself to be that strong friend because if anyone needs anything, hey, I got you. Mine's part of being an empath, though, too. Mine is like, I'm the I'm the person that always has the strong face on, even if like I'm going through crazy depths of stuff, but also I'm just an empath, and so I'm always there for people, and I always want to be there for people, even when I'm not so great, mm-hmm. which I've found out is not always the greatest thing to do, because then you're just making yourself even more not great. Like, it's, it's kind of the whole philosophy, you got to put your own mask on before you put on the mask of the person on the airplane, mm-hmm. so, but and, yeah. Uh, one of the questions that Royce asked, and I'm probably going to listen to this song after this podcast, to be real with you guys, um, is, you know, who checks on the strong friend? Like, everyone is, is relying on you and, you know, is, is coming to you to talk things through, but who does the strong friend go to? And that's, that's like, the the question that, like, I, I don't have an answer for because I don't know who I go to. Um, like, yeah. Hi. <laughs> he doesn't know who he goes to wow okay i see i see i'm just not here not helpful okay you know <laughs> I, I say that with all due respect certain, certain things of course <laughs> i bring to you but like some things i just feel like yeah it's just mine to, to right. bear and handle and it's just right. like no i get that mm. and that's the that's sucky thing and um yeah it's it's sad losing someone, especially someone you care about. And I just hope that we can, you know, us having the luxury of, of therapy um, and actually wanting to go unlike our parents. You know, it's it's needed. And I I hope when we have kids and, you know, even at the young age, yo, express why you're crying. Express how you feel. Tell me how you feel. I want to know. Like, I, if I, I at the end of the day, I don't I'm not I'm not here to fight. When it comes to kids and, and raising a kid and all that stuff, I want to, just as much as I'm teaching you, I want to learn from you also. And I feel like that there wasn't a lot of that happening as we grew up. Mm-hmm. And I hope to be that, like, 
bit of difference in how I was raised and just mm-hmm. being able to like also learn from your kid because they're coming up in a different time than we were as much as it's like, hey, it could be similar, but there, there are their own like nuances and, and differences in that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just say that to say like, you know, check up on your strong friends. If you are that strong friends, find another strong friend for you to talk to because we need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she wrote um, 18 episodes. Well, she worked on writing 18 episodes with uh, other writers. And yeah, I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like 30, I think she was like 39 or something. Like Mm -hmm. so young. I'm Mm -hmm. like, uh, Mm -hmm. like you achieved so much. And yeah, just for you to like not feel like that's you're the, good enough. Well, that's or the funny the thing, is, like, and you know, because yeah. it, me too. As much as I find a lot of um, satisfaction and fulfillment from my career, there's so many layers to people, you mm-hmm. know. And we're all going through stuff. I'm, you know, I'm processing trauma and things that people who don't truly know me, they they wouldn't understand that, like what i'm going through behind the scenes Mm -hmm. um and so there's a lot of different things that could be happening and i think also it's sad that she you know this happened during what we're going through as a world right now yeah that probably wasn't helpful um so i don't know it's it's tricky it's just like celebrities and all them you know like um when robin williams took his life and Everyone's like, oh, he always seemed fine because he's a comedian. Well, a lot of comedians use that as like a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so if anything, you should probably really check on them because, again, they are people pleasers and they are doing that. And yes, it's fulfilling, but think of what else is going on because ultimately everybody's got their own stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But some people are deeper than others yeah. so that's why you gotta check on all your people um to to kind of escape from that i just wanted to address it and, and just mention it um i, I want to touch on this ridiculous thing that uh b simone came out and says about men that work nine to five and how she she doesn't want to date them um i'm trying to pull up this clip now so to play it to give you and everyone else a reference as to what i'm talking about okay if it wants to play the page is like having a horrible time loading for me of course of course of course of course i mean you could just start talking about it while it loads i can't though you gotta use this as a reference (gasps) like see this always happens this doesn't happen when you're like sitting there and like beforehand (laughs) like just I'll like turn my wi-fi off if that helps or pull it up on your phone that's probably the best because it's having a major issue okay just go s- just go to the notepad oh you should just went to notes and you the links right there she's making this harder than it has to be guys oh my gosh whatever you're the one who wanted help can i just see your phone Like, <laughs> I just went to the notes, my G. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, right. That's right. Uh, there we go. Okay. We're back. Because, <laughs> yeah, my, my iPad's like having the suckiest time loading. So I'm going to play this quick clip to you guys here. He can't have a nice day. 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 He can't have a nice day.
Why not? You don't want him to have an honest job? I mean, he could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you want him to be a, you want CEO status? Yes. Okay, he can't, he can't, so like, he can't, he can't like clock, clock in and in. clock out. No. No. <laughs> Damn, I be some entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Okay, but still, there's there's people who have really good jobs with vocational skills. If, if he's a mechanic. I'm, I'm sure, but no, you're not going to understand my lifestyle. You're not going to understand why I'm up at 3 a.m. Damn, you're making this you, hard for me. Okay, all right. You uh, know, he has to be an entrepreneur. A business owner. He, he getting one of them yes. stimulus packages from Donald Trump. One of them small business <laughs> loans. And he ain't buying jewelry with it. Yeah, that small business loan is so a stimulus. Yeah, free money, right, that I have to pay back. So I want to talk about this because it's, it's wild to me. And obviously, being a business owner, I want to know your thoughts. Yeah. Um... It's like, okay, I get it in the sense of what she's talking about, that yes, there are certain things only other business owners understand. Mm -hmm. And then if you go deeper than that, there's certain things only people in your industry understand. Yep. So, yes, it helps to have someone who gets that. However, that's why I have so many people and connections that can get that, because I don't necessarily need that from you. Like... Yeah, it'd be nice if I guess you got it from a more personal stance. However, I, especially in this pandemic, I look at it from a positive point of view. I have friends who both people in the relationship are self-employed. Friends who both people in the relationship are self-employed in the beauty industry. And during this pandemic that made it even worse because now no one was working. Unemployment was not working for them. Mm -hmm. Whatever loans, like all this different stuff, there was no income for three months at all versus you, thankfully, never got furloughed, never got any kind of anything done to you. You just worked from home the whole time Mm -hmm. for that reason. We had your career as a as a safety net and i have always looked at it that way quite honestly because yeah i am the fluctuating income i'm the i'm the person who is taking more of a risk and so i you know it's funny because i've always been the person that i like safety and i like uh having that security blanket even though i am in the career that i am so it's kind of ironic but i guess that's why i enjoy it having it from you Mm -hmm. because then there's that balance of like we have someone who if you know shit hits the fan as it did Mm -hmm. we will still be okay like more okay than not and then you know i can still do my thing now I appreciate that although you don't understand it from an insider's point of view, you're still the amount of supportive I need. So, like, I guess that can sometimes be an issue with people is maybe if they don't understand the hustle or they don't understand the passion or whatever it is that the person who's self-employed is doing. 
Sometimes that could be a point of contention in a relationship. Sometimes it could be like, well, you don't spend enough time with me or I don't want to hear your alarm clock going off at three in the morning or like, you know, all these different things. And then it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. You, on the other hand, it's like I've always been grateful that it doesn't matter when I have to get up for a wedding. It doesn't matter like when I have all these people over for, you know, different consultations and stuff like you just you let me do me and you let me grow. And it's it's made a massive impact on my business and on our relationship. So Mm -hmm. I think for us, it's never been an issue. So for me, I'm cool with it. I've always I always think, though, that people do have a passion deep down that they could turn into a business. I think pretty much everybody has that. unless you are super passionate about your nine to five. But I think most people have like another little like thing in the back of their mind that like bugs Mm -hmm. them, um, like if they could break out. Um, So I encourage, I I, I would be happy to encourage people who are in nine to fives if they want to pursue that. However, if you're in your nine to five, either because you got to provide and you do what you do, which I give you so much respect because I would be completely miserable. But there's that or if you just enjoy your nine to five that I do believe there's a good handful of people too that this is their passion you Mm -hmm. know and so good go for that so me I don't mind it I think it's a little extra to put on your partner an expectation of you can't do this and I think that's very broad too because she's not even saying, oh, you can't work at Walmart. You have to have this pay grade level or whatever. No, she's saying like all together, you're either a business owner or we're not together. Mm-hmm. That's that's a high expectation. So that's and where I come from. So I totally rock with your point, obviously. Yeah. Um, my thought as you were just saying this, I'm like... She's like, oh, man, because, you know, if I got to get up, it would be great to be like, hey, I'm not sure if she said it in this clip, but I was, I was watching yeah. this later of like um, she would like she would want to say, hey, I got to take this flip this trip out. Do you want to take it with me or something like that? Like and it's like, to be fair, someone with a nine to five could do that. Right. Like I can if you had to go somewhere right now, I could put the time in and be like, yo, I'm out for the week or whatever. Like if we really had to, if well, I really need to go somewhere. To be real fair, you do have a little bit more of a flexible nine to five in that sense. There are some people and I've been in those jobs where they're not as like flexible. Like I could just snap my fingers and put time in. So I will just put that as a disclaimer depends on your job yeah. i kind of feel like the higher your pay is i feel like the more the more flexible you they Generally, allow you to be yeah is yeah. my thought because i haven't had that even in my past job like if i need to you know we had we went to trips to like new york like all the time and it was just like yo for time. me yeah. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing so it is it's pretty accurate um yeah Cause I'm like it's it's stuff. possible, and to sit there and like say, yo, you can't mess with a guy if they have a nine to five, like that's yeah ridiculous. We for example, we just finished our emergency fund, like finally, um, and we're working on our, our like you know tr- finally trying to save for a house. But as yeah. being two people that like have their own business, 
you're saving a lot more in the emergency fund like true <laughs> like true right because we so we ended up choosing a four-month emergency fund just because we wanted to move on to the house fund we still have a cushion but we don't have like six months like is ideal mm-hmm. um and you know our, our financial coach was saying like too if you guys were both self-employed then you would need even longer of like an emergency fund because think about it and here we are like i said perfect example yeah. it happened life showed us that it's like you need that emergency fund and if you're self-employed you you may very well have to use it all <laughs> you don't know pretty much so i personally am grateful for having a balanced relationship here of jobs but it's like my next thought is dog like okay i get it like i would love to very much like you know have my own business and rock my own stuff and all that mm-hmm. but it's it's tough and it's like mm-hmm. that's an understatement it's tough <laughs> to do so i can't yes. knock someone that chooses to go the cor- corporate route because right. what i'm doing in the corporate thing is the same thing i would do if i was an entrepreneur and just rocking my own way i'm just choosing a safer or safer option to me right just like well move, more like, consistent income I, and yeah and dog, hours and all that yeah i rock out in this space like which you is know, great i kill it in this corporate space like from from like you've seen it in this relationship where it's like in the early stages if you guys have been listening to this for a long time like i started out in target mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when i first got the job at target i'm like dog this is only temporary for me mm-hmm. to get enough experience for me to then get to my Feel next that. job oh i've had so I can, many of those i can easily transition to a better paying job and i already knew this so my next jobs have always been like a move where i'm like okay i got this i can move better um i got a next job at i don't think i ever mentioned it but at verizon um and the like call center yeah at a call center um i feel like i mentioned this maybe early stages um and like i'm like yo (laughs) when you got a a freaking huge national company as the business you work for had worked for that's gonna bring a bunch of people to be like huh this person is interesting if verizon picked him up he you know it's my it's worth getting him and Mm -hmm. that helped me get in the door for my next job Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's just I, for me, I've always had a, a plan when it comes to looking for jobs and what my next move would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I hustle in my own sense when it comes to the nine to five world. So to knock someone mm-hmm. and say, like, I feel like she almost thinks that, like if you're working a nine to five, you don't have drive or you don't have motivation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's not true. Like, mm-hmm. I bust my butt and hustle like every single day I work. Like to say that makes mm-hmm. no sense. And that's that's just generalizing everyone that's in the workforce. Like. You can have these lazy entrepreneurs, too. It's like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's very true. Um, you know, and I think that's... It's very valid when you say, like, this is where you thrive and stuff. Because, again, that's where... We are obviously in the fields we're supposed to be in. Because for me, I mean, for personally, if I had to be in a 9-to-5... I feel like my life would just not have purpose and I feel like I would be drained and stuck and depressed, quite frankly. I feel like I just would not be thriving because I thrive as an entrepreneur. I thrive as someone who has to run all of this. I, you know, and under pressure and um, in specifically, obviously, the industry I'm in because it's my passion. So, like, I feel like if I had to do that for 40 years... 
that would just not be a good setup for me. Similarly to you, it's like you know that this is kind of this is your thing, okay? Mm-hmm. The opposite. If you had to do all the stuff that I do, you'd probably go insane. You'd not be happy. You'd not feel fulfilled. You'd be overly stressed and you'd be like, why am I doing this? Like it's Yeah. And and I think that's important to understand mm-hmm. is as long as you are aligning with what you're supposed to do and what gives you happiness and fulfillment and yes obviously we're all gonna get stressed from time to time obviously we're all gonna pull out our hair and say why am i doing this you know like for example from my point of view are you really an entrepreneur if you've never done that like come on now Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like we're all gonna still have those moments however overall if it's it should it should be giving you purpose fulfillment happiness satisfaction whatever Mm -hmm. so um yeah and i think that's important so as long as you're doing that it doesn't matter because i would much rather you be in a nine to five and be satisfied rather than force you to be something you're not be an entrepreneur and be unhappy Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense yeah my i one of the reasons i probably could never do what you do because i so working at target and working at verizon taught me one thing i hate dealing with the general public <laughs> like uh, people that no offense to, to all of us because we pretty you. much are all the general the public world, right we're all consumers yo the the people that you deal with like at the call center or, you know these these people that you talk to at stores when you work if you work at retail Ooh. yo some of them are stupid retail not man. not not saying these people Ev- that's still podcast uh, so, <laughs> no but listen guys everybody <laughs> i think at one point in their life needs to have a retail job to truly understand Duh. like really it's a whole other Duh. beast I, the stories i have for at, working at a call center have been crazy though like i've had women cry on the phone because they had no one else to talk to and like i was just the person and like mm-hmm. at verizon they have a rule where you can't like hang up on the person um, right right so of course i gotta let, let this ride <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. you know i've had people ask me what my race was uh, like just different things just i'm like that don't even pertain to the call just right. so many different weird situations um yeah so i learned i didn't want to deal with the general public after those two jobs so i'm glad where i'm currently at i'm dealing it's more business facing and i like right. that a lot more because mm-hmm. people yeah there's issues and you're still dealing with you know like not so common sense of some people um but for the most part it's like okay this it's you're able to weed out everyone at least you know everyone in some way has a degree or has some type of experience where you're not dealing with just any old anybody well and there's more professionalism because you're you're b2b so you're like business to business interacting like you said it's it's not general public swear at me and all that stuff right it's It's not like yeah you have to maintain some level of professionalism on both ends (laughs) I gotta say, I don't think I answered it, but um, yeah, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't, if I was in the situation of, of like being the, the being a business owner and being like, no, I don't want anyone that's not a business owner. I don't really agree with that. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I look at it as no matter if you're, if you're working a nine to five or you are a business owner, like, can we can we build like mm-hmm. at the end goal mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. if we're if <laughs> what you're doing is not bringing in money for us to, like you know 
for example, we just said how we just save for emergency savings. We're working towards a house down the road. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm with someone and like regardless of if you're working a nine to five or you you have your own business and it's not bringing any money in no matter which option you're doing. I don't know if we can work because I'm trying to go somewhere and you're kind of holding me back. And I don't mm. know if I like that. So that's just my view. At the end of the day, if it's not bringing in money, I can't accept you. Well, that's also very interesting because you say that, but you also were there for me still through the years that I wasn't paying us and I wasn't paying myself. It was all going back to the business, but you still saw there was potential in growth. There was actual like hustle versus just oh, like, let me see if this works for five years and just do nothing. Plus, I've always had backup jobs to bring some sort of income in. Because, see, I totally, I respect the people Mm -hmm. that can just jump and they can go, like, into the business without a backup plan, without a backup job Mm -hmm. or any kind of income. Good for you. But that was never my, (laughs) that was never me. So I've always had different various, like, part-time jobs to supplement so that um, there was always some sort of income coming in on the personal side while I grew the business because for a very, very long time growing the business, all of my income went back into the business. I wasn't actually seeing money to use it for anything on the personal side. So no bills, no fun, no nothing. So then I got to the point where, okay, I can let's let's start paying myself this little baby amount and let's let's grow it in six months and let's keep the and like it, it then it grew into where, okay, this is a substantial like income now that I'm taking from my business, cutting a check and like it's it's in our personal bank account. Um, so I think you've always seen that I did that because you say well, that you wouldn't want someone who can't pay, but like I always, a difference. right. I always kind of made yeah, stuff work. Like even when we were looking at, like looking at moving out from our parents' place, right. like you were still doing something mm. versus if it's like, okay, mm-hmm, only one of mm-hmm. us is working mm-hmm. and then I'm like left, like let's say you right. weren't doing anything and I'm sitting here like we're we're looking to buy a place but right. yeah I'm the only one paying the bills for right. it I'm like right. I don't know if I rock with that we're right. gonna have to wait until you get yourself situated right like, and I always yeah. and that's again where I totally understand like what you said with Target how you just did what you had to do until you could move to the next that's exactly what all my jobs were I've had so many different styles of jobs mm-hmm. i've been a cna a nanny a teacher a, a warehouse packer a receptionist like a server all these different things that you know never really brought me joy but they brought income mm-hmm. and they brought again some sort of stability while i chased the dream yeah. and like it's very possible it's hard and it's annoying and mm-hmm. like there were a lot of days you know whether it was nanny or whatever i would text you and i would just be like I feel like my soul is dying. Like, I feel like I'm like the energy and happiness is just getting drained out of me because this is not where I'm meant to be. This is not, I'm not happy here, but you know, I still, I put in perspective. I'm like, this isn't forever. Like I will make this happen. And you know, here we are having to remind myself of that again now (laughs) after a pandemic. However, um you get my point yeah at the end of it it's like her logic makes no sense just be with someone who is a good person you like i'm like the job isn't as important as like how are they gonna treat you how do you guys vibe together well and 
ultimately, like I said, they should be in a career path that fulfills them because that will bleed into the relationship. If you are miserable every single day going to work, that will go into your relationship. Yeah, too. And you forcing someone to be like, like, let's say, for example, you're doing your own thing and then you see me working at Target. And you're like, yeah, you should totally start your own business because that's how you want to push the narrative. Right. Like you find someone that's right, more attractive right. if, yep, if they yep. have their own business. And then I start doing that because I'm, you you know, you find that more appealing. You would resent me. I'm like, I don't really like this. This isn't what I wanted to do. Right, right. So then you're already starting an issue. And it's in a, yeah. It's like, no matter how you, how you slice this, it becomes a pickle. Like yep. it, it just, no, in the end, individuals should be happy with themselves and fulfilled with themselves. And that could be career wise, personal wise, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you bring that to a relationship. Like I, it doesn't matter. And I get what she's saying. Sure. It's nice to just be like, Hey, let's go here together. But at the end of the day, I also understand as a business owner, there are plenty of things I have to do alone too. Like it's not, yes, it's so much fun to involve your partner in uh, milestones and in like building and, and, and ideas and brainstorming. And like, it is so fun to have that. However, as a business owner, you do have to come to terms with, there's a lot of things you need to figure out by yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a business. Like that's just that's how it works. Regardless, even if you're with a person who owns another business, they could be completely different businesses. Yep. So, yes, it's fun to do that when you can. And trust me, he's nine to five, and he's been there for different milestones and helped me figure things out and like all this stuff. You can still share that definitely. Whether it's on the weekend you know, when they have off or they take a day off to prioritize you or whatever, like you can make it work. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I think that's a sad excuse. I'm with it. I'm with it. I just had to share that because I'm like, what? I feel that. And I'm sure there's women and men that feel this way. So I'm sure. Because yeah, there's all sorts of expectations and like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? deal not that not priorities but um you know things that we look for in our significant other that we prefer preferences Preferences. (laughs) that's it that's it i don't know why that wasn't coming to my brain um (laughs) yes there are preferences but i think sometimes the preferences can be eitherly over overly specific or not realistic Mm -hmm. like just Again, look for a good person. You know, that's yeah. that's it. An overly, an over um, all, you know, well-rounded individual, mm-hmm. and then go from there. Um, so I want to hit on something next. Now, now we're switching completely switching gears, different topics. So last week we talked about the eight can't waits of police reform, and now there has been a bill that will hopefully be signed into law. Um, and here are some key parts of the bill. Um, again, it kind of sucks that now we're like, you know, pushing this and, you know, so many people had to die for it to happen, but, uh, they're going to be revising federal laws on criminal police misconduct and qualified immunity reform. Um, damn, I'm trying to see. Um, so qualified immunity 
which courts have interpreted to give police officers and other public officials broad immunity from being sued if they have violated the constitutional rights of an of an individual the bill would make it easier for plaintiffs to recover damages against police officers if the officer is sued and found guilty and this is one of the things that like it's really hard to sue police officers because Mm -hmm. they they i think this is what's stopping them because i've heard so many cases where like they're like you could try suing the police but it you know normally you don't win and i feel like qualified immunity was probably the reason as to why a lot of people lose cases towards the police um of course we mentioned last week the the ban on no knock warrants because it's stupid how a cop can just barge into your house not not tell you who they are or anything like hello if you're doing that to anyone's house no matter what race gender whatever they are they're going to think that you are an attacker and it's gonna what do you expect the other person to do except for start shooting at you um are you looking for something to similar to what you were saying yes but i'm also listening Uh, um the ban on chokeholds at the federal level because we've seen this with eric garner back in 2014 and of course most recently with george floyd Oh, man. Um, Establishing a national registry of misconduct by law enforcement officers. So essentially like a like like a sex offenders list. But you being able to see for police officers what their like uh, past history is, like what the cases are that they have against them, Uh, giving more transparency to people like us. So we know like, uh, okay, this officer don't know why he he's. You know, he has 18 cases against them and all have, you know, been, mm-hmm. I don't know, declined or whatever the word would be for that. Um, Dismissed? Yeah, there we go. Another one is requiring states to report the use of force to the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently it's known. This. Uh, I can't even talk. It's currently known <laughs> about the frequencies with. with which police officers currently use force, something that the bill is striving to change by mandating uh, state documentation of use of force law enforcement agencies can begin to determine how often police are engaging in such actions. Um, Yeah. In this case with uh, Richard, it it was excessive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. When we talk about this, it's going to be interesting. I don't even know if I want to play the video, but we're going to talk about this in a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Mandated racial bias training at the federal level, which I feel like is needed. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to change a racist person. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you mentioned, I think, last week, how, yeah, we have these, like, you know, gender and these racial bias trainings, you know, at your workplace. Why right. don't police have the same thing? Well, it's so true. I, and again, in all the various jobs I've had, mm-hmm. you know, I remember several times, you know, you sit in this room with all these other people and you have to watch all these videos and do the stuff. And like, it's always about the same stuff, whether it's sexual harassment in the workplace, um, biases, like all of this stuff. I feel like in most jobs, you have to go through that before you start your job. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why that's not the same here. Um, require like there's so many things that are in this, like requiring the that deadly force only be the last resort. So, well, right. Yes. Which, 
should be obvious. Um, I thought that's genuinely. I thought that's what they're already trained. That's no, why I'm confused. No dog. No, I'm pretty sure that technically it's like that if is, it is the last. It's based on it's based on each county or however the police are broken up, each jurisdiction or town. Because in what world would they say, yeah, use deadly force whenever you feel like? That doesn't make sense to me. As long as you say you, as long as you lie and say they tripped and fell, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, making lynching a federal crime because mm-hmm. you saw this with the Mott Arbery and mm-hmm. and these two white guys attacking and, mm-hmm. and yeah that whole thing. Ta- also talking about this um, in in regards to lynching, there was a case a couple of days ago in California where they found this black guy spotty hanging from a tree, and the police rule it a suicide, but they don't have enough evidence to prove if it was a suicide or not and now the community over there is like i don't know why you're ruling this a suicide when Mm -hmm. you don't have enough evidence and it's kind of shady because i'm like i don't know who's who who would do that in public yeah i don't know who would recently do this because again we go back to suicide a lot of most times it's in private they do it in their own space like i don't know who would do i think this was at like some park in california or something like that i believe um i I, I didn't pull up the article for me to really get into details because it was uh, Mm. but i thought that was ridiculous and it showed um i think they were in a courtroom or wherever the police were given like their little uh, hearing about it and everyone that was in there the citizens that were there they were like like no like that's Mm -hmm. wrong like Mm -hmm. how are you saying that's a suicide so you can brush it off Mm -mm. um Mm -mm. You know, requiring police to use more body cams, dash cams, that's needed. I'm surprised that not, like, every jurisdiction of police have this. Um, And then limiting the transfer of military equipment to local police departments. Because, yeah, some things you guys shouldn't need, like, (laughs) an excess of equipment, including armored vehicles, ammunition, like, just the heavy stuff of, like, if you're not... At least say that for the army. Like you're not you're not well, fighting right. average people. For settings that right, it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, so I hope this bill does get passed. It's in everyone's benefit and yeah. Yeah, no, the first thing that you were saying the oh, the immunity and how like the cops all come to defend themselves and that they it's hard to like go against them. I had seen something on Twitter, I can't find it right now. But I remember vaguely it was it was a woman and she was basically saying, I want to say it might have been a sexual assault kind of thing. And that the cop even was like, because she, of course, was all like, oh, I'm going to take you to court, all this stuff. And the cop was like, go ahead. You'll never win. We, We will all show up to fight against you. And it made me like shiver because I again, I'm pretty sure it was about a sexual assault kind of thing towards a woman and that oh that just makes me very uncomfortable it's funny you say that um the two things i want to mention with that um there was during that whole like riot stuff happening there was a clip that was happening of like this police like trying to like trying to restrain some girl and as all other officers came to like back him up he grabbed her chest and and essentially walked uh-huh. off but i say ran away uh-huh. and like she shouts like he just you know or either she did or someone that was recording the video yeah. so like you know she, he just 
touched her breast or whatever right. and i'm like that's ridiculous yep and yep. i also yep. want to mention some other video came out um in connecticut of back in on christmas day last year of police using excessive force and one of the cops um of course this guy was drunk and all that stuff he was being a jerk i totally understand it but this cop also went to the the extra measure of kicking him in the nuts and you saw it on the camera like like on purpose like he didn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't by accident like the guy was already on the ground they got him in handcuffs already or whatever and just extra measure since you're being a jerk i'm gonna kick you there that's unnecessary no and it's just like so we we just started watching the last season of 13 reasons why and in i think it was like the second the second episode um the girl that was uh raped earlier in earlier seasons uh which i'm sure everybody knows by now so (laughs) i feel like it's not a spoiler alert um they have like these metal detectors now when they go through the like enter the school and the guy one of the police officers who was a man um like scanned her chest and was getting like metal picked up and she's like oh it's probably the metal in my bra which first of all is totally believable second of all if you have nipple piercings that'll also happen but regardless, so he oh, wanted her to step aside and she's like, well, I hope you have a, a female officer to do this. You know, obviously she's triggered and rightfully so. And, um, you know, he was just being a dick about it. And I feel like that's really disturbing because, yeah, we have, again, as citizens, we have the right to request an officer of our gender to do things like that. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's a pat-down or any of that kind of stuff, um, for obvious reasons. So, that stuff just, ooh, it makes me, like, shiver. Because, you know, as a woman, that's that's a worry. Yeah. So. Um, so, to lead into this. So, this past Friday... This guy named Rashad Brooks, he is 27. He fell asleep um, in the in a drive-thru of Wendy's. You know, he was intoxicated and police were called to, to handle the situation. And I'm, I'm not going to play the audio of this clip, or at least not try to. But I guess just for you to see, as soon as you're done messaging someone as we were recording. How rude. But you see in this video... As I'm going to explain to you guys, instead of just playing the audio, police officer goes, you can see the guy, he's like, he's just laying back, like he's literally passed out. Cops doing whatever to like wake him up. Um, it's, yeah, the guy finally wakes up, cop tells him to push, like go to the side to, so he can like go check him out and stuff. Gives him his license for him to check his whole record stuff, whatever. Right, right, right. You know, the normal stuff. And then he also goes and calls in backup because that's normally what police do. They make sure they have someone else just just in case. Right, right. So all normal stuff. Not right. saying anything is wrong here. Right. So other officer shows up to support. He goes and updates him on the situation. Um, then they both go over and they do like... 20 minutes of conducting a field sobriety test. And that seems like a long amount of time. Yeah, but I mean the guy was obviously drunk. But yeah, he's So then he should just 
get a DUI thing, right? Well. Because clearly he was driving under the influence if that's the case because yes. he was sleeping in a drive-thru. So, so this guy was like, he just wants to go home. I think his daughter's birthday was literally the day before. Like, his, okay. like he, so he died Friday, Friday going into Saturday because I think it was around like 11, 12 o'clock. So it, it bled into the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. And his daughter's birthday was literally that Saturday. Okay. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. um, <sighs> oh, man. So this guy's here. He's, I don't like this because at first it seems normal. They're doing everything normal. And of course, they're not going to, they're going to give him a ticket, obviously. Right. But he can't drive home. He's, He's right. drunk. Right, right, right. So normally, cops when, did nothing wrong. They're going to. you typically actually get arrested for a DUI? But he wasn't really driving. So I feel like you have to have proof that they were. Well, if driving. he was in a drive through, wasn't he driving? He, he was drove passed to get out. to the drive through. I feel like. For but how police, do you get to a drive through? That's great. I feel like for, for you to be charged, there has to be like that. I mean, he probably got charged for it, but I could be. I'm not a cop. But I feel like you have to actually see someone driving drunk okay. for them to be charged with it. But he was, you know, I don't know if you would call it just. He see, that's crazy public and, and to just talk. pass out when you're like waiting in a drive-through. I mean, it's not crazy. That's bad. Well, that's what I'm driving. But that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my gosh. So of course they're going to arrest you, and you know, well, probably yeah. just spend the night in jail, and then be out the next day once you're back and you're, you're sober and everything. Right. But here's where it, it escalated because, of course, this guy is drunk, so he's not in the best mindset. They give him the breathalyzer. It's 108. I'm not sure. What, I don't know. What's the numbers? I don't even know. I'm not sure. But he's sitting there telling the cops, like, you know, all this stuff. Nothing's bad about the situation yet. I don't like this because I know it ends badly and it doesn't seem bad so right now. So they go to handcuff him, say that he's under arrest. And oh. then he panics. Oh, uh-oh, 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 oh no, oh no, uh-oh, uh-oh. And they get the ta- they go- say they're going to tase him. So the guy reaches for the taser. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then he's... Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I don't like this. This is the first time I'm watching this. So oh, no. yeah, he's fighting the two the two police officers. And he has a taser. He's trying, oh to, he's trying to break off. He got all the way up. Holy shit. Oh, boy. They tase him. I'm not sure if it missed or whatever. But right? He runs. He's like, oh, my God. Uh-oh. And then he shoots what looks like it was a taser. And then the cop pulls out his gun as soon as he shot with a taser. It killed the guy. Can you imagine being in that drive-thru? Yeah. And I think, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, then the cops, more officers come. They give a statement and everything. So, there's a lot of controversy happening. And so far, what has transpired with this is the um, police chief has resigned. She was the female one. You've probably seen her in some clips that happened over the past few weeks during all this protesting stuff. Okay. Um, and then also the officer got that, that shot the guy um, got fired. Yeah, so what's your take on this? I want I, I want to understand. So this guy breaks free from the police, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was able to to obtain the taser, mm-hmm. and is trying to get away. And it looks from the the 
camera from the building. It looks like he shoots a taser because you can see from the light. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it... I think the cop later says, like, he it, didn't, didn't, get it, get, right. it didn't touch him. But the cop, like, as soon as he pulled that taser out, he pulls his gun out and then shoots him. Do you think that was justified? Okay, I will start off by saying I think this situation is a lot more complicated than the ones we've seen of people just taking advantage of their power. Um, it's very clear he did a lot of resisting. And it's clear that they tried other measures before doing that. So I will give them credit there. I think what sucks in this case is, again, it seems like shoot to kill instead of shoot to stop. Because, and I don't, all right, I will say, I don't know how it is with a gun, okay? I don't know when you're- It's tough. You have adrenaline pumping, you're just When you're running and aiming and so to, like, to be fair, I could see how trying to shoot a knee out is probably really difficult. Not possible. (laughs) Um, In my mind, I think they are or they should be trained how to- You shot to the side. Right, like- freeze. Right, right, right. Like other ways first. Um, especially because in this case, well, hmm, you could argue maybe he was endangering the cops because he had the taser, but at the same time, he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't endanger the public. He wasn't like, he was just running at this point. He wasn't like, you know, in the car driving opposite way in traffic. He like, there wasn't like a danger. It was more of just resisting arrest, which I get, you're still not supposed to do. So they they went ahead and they did the tasing, which I think was appropriate because he clearly, he could put up a fight. With two cops, he was able to get completely up and run away. Like he was rolling around like, okay, so I get that. But I think then, yeah, it's unfortunate that it ended up killing him. Like I think starting out, they definitely handled it appropriately. They were trying other methods You know, there were two of them rolling around. They had the tasers. They, you know, and they were being calm. Okay, we're going to arrest you. Handcuffs. Like, they did it appropriately for the most part. I think it's just that ending part, obviously. That's the part that matters. Um, That's where it got out of hand. So, I think this one is a little trickier, though, than the straight-up abuse of power ones that we've seen recently. Like the kneeling for almost nine minutes. I feel like that is a. So I would love your take on it because you're making me nervous. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there. I just I kicked Missy. My bad. So. I'm sorry. So do you think that things were justified since he pulled a taser and shot at the police? I mean, I think they should have shot differently. Okay, so do you think that because he was resisting arrest? I don't think he he should have died, period. I think, again, shoot to, like, hurt and stop the person or, like you said, shoot to the side to, like, scare them and make them stop or something like that. So I don't think he should have died. I don't think that was handled appropriately. But they were trying other methods. What other methods? Like I said, they were rolling around. They had the taser, like, and then, like... So they weren't, it wasn't just from the start, like, oh, hey, 
I'm going to like hurt you or kill you just because I see you like we've seen with other people. You know what I mean? Like they were authentically just trying to arrest him the right way. Yeah. I'm not saying that. So that's where it okay. gets a little fuzzy. Okay. So here, the point is it's wrong. So I'm going to hit you with this one. If, if well, like that's what I'm saying. He shouldn't have died. Dog, I think that part is if wrong. If you felt the taser was a threat to your life, then you shouldn't have been using it on him. It's a, it's a, it's a taser. It's a non-lethal thing. Like dog. Right. Well, plus true because if he ta- say he did tase one of them, what he'd only be able to tase one, the other one would still go after him. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because the, they were both right there. That's true. Both right there, and it was he was quick with it because like the guy shot and you. I'm sure they already the called taser. for backup. I'm not sure about that one. Well, I can't say maybe. That. I, I don't know how that but works. The guy shot the taser, and probably within like a second. He dropped, you see the, on the video, dropped the taser and pulled out the gun. Like, it, he, he did not, th- like, he's like, oh, sh- you want to shoot at me? Knowing he, he knew it's a taser. I know. Well, that's the thing. That's what I, he wasn't, he, he wasn't armed clearly. He, again, he wasn't a danger to the cops or the public at that point. If someone's drunk, it's. Well, that too. They're not thinking clearly. And his coordination ain't going to be good either. He's not going to get you. If they're that I'm drunk, not, I'm not going with that logic. But I'm just saying, like, the person think is about drunk, it. The hand like, I, that's why they do all the tests. When you're drunk, you're slow and you're not accurate. The point is, the guy shouldn't have to had to had to die. Like, it, it well, was, that's I agree with that. It was wrong when if you feel like the taser was a danger to your life, then you shouldn't have been using it to begin with for it to be turned against you. Right. No, I there get was, that. The guy didn't have a knife. The guy didn't have any type of weapon for it to for mm-hmm. you to shoot him. But that's why I just I'm only saying I give them credit for at least it was like there was effort there. And it wasn't like a like it ended up being a knee jerk reaction, obviously. But I think the fact that it wasn't like, he, oh, we see you in the car. Let me shoot you like we've seen. He would have been able to catch up to him and tackle him. I think so. I 100% believe well, that. Well, that too. Once again, you shot the taser, the guy was like, oh, shoot. Like, the well, cop that, would have been again, able to tackle him. That, and again, if you're drunk, I honestly think you're going to slow you're gonna, you're gonna slow down faster. You're, like, you're going to feel gross. You're going to, like, it's not going to work. He could have been tackled. Like, it wouldn't. Right. Like, and here's my, so, of course, everyone's on, on different sides of this. Mm-hmm. I was looking through Twitter and I wish I would have saved the video so I could show you it, but someone replied to, to like a list of these threads of yeah. this picture. Yep. White yep. guy. Similar situation. Two police officers and this this man was able to get the baton from the cop. Hits one cop, then hits the other cop. Mm-hmm. Both these cops are on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the, the one of the cops left the keys in the, the truck, mm-hmm. but this white guy then proceeds mm-hmm. to after he just beat down both the cops to then take the police car and speed off with see, it. See, and that's endangering the public and the cops. But, that's see, that's legit. And because he could take that cop car because now people in the, on the roads don't know that's not a cop. He could be like going crazy on the road. But here's the thing: one of the guys were able to. I wish I had the video of this. Oh come oh, on! See that one of the dumb. guys, one of the cops, they were able to get up and they were able to get to the door. Like, but he locked the door by the time uh-huh, uh-huh, right. the guy was in it. But I'm like, dog, 
you could have easily got your gun out and shot Let's into say, the car. And, and you know they would, right. But if right. it was a black person, dog, I'm sure they would have been like. You wouldn't have even like, got uh, the baton. And this guy was drunk also, let me add. Like, it's literally right. the same situation. <gasps> oh, my God. And then he was driving drunk in the cop car. The oh same, my God. And, yeah, this guy See, had that's... his, like, wife, like, or friend saying, you know, tell, tell him this guy, like, stop doing this. You're, like, See, no, that's, like, legitimately, <laughs> you're endangering people now. Whereas I this, really wish I saved where, that clip. Whereas this guy, he was just running away. Same situation. He he was unarmed. He wasn't gonna like go, you know, run into traffic or something. He was just. I mean, he was um, he's armed with a baton. So I, I no, again, I'm, ta- I'm talking about weapon, uh, no, but... I'm talking about um. Oh my god, I'm yeah, blinking. Yeah, I we get what you mean. Yeah, but it's just it's ridiculous. Like again. <sighs> at the end of the day when i tell my friends this i'm just looking for the same benefit of the doubt i don't want to be seen as much more of a threat than you are like stop thinking that like yo he's black he's a monster like oh shoot like i gotta shoot to kill this person like just like you would treat another white person and, and be like man we're on the same playing field don't treat me any less mm-hmm. like that's it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the guy's daughter like during that conversation i know i didn't play the audio but during that conversation he was just saying he he was just visiting his mom's grave because mm-hmm. it's been like a year and a half. His daughter's birthday is um, it's the he's it's What's the next this? day. He tells him yeah. like all this information to like. You would hope someone is going to, to humanize. Humani- this yes, yes. This guy was drunk. I guess he he was with his girlfriend and they like she gave him some alcohol and stuff like that. And uh, I guess he decided to go out or something happened to where he decided right. to go out and get something to eat and he had a bit too much. Obviously. Right. And that's, you know, that's how it led to him being uh, right. passed out there. But it didn't have to end like that. It's it's ridiculous. Can you imagine being in that drive-thru? Oh, yeah, that would have been so annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean watching this happen. Well, so there's uh, there's other recordings. And um, oh I didn't point it out in the video, but there was one guy recording it, and he had his kids with him. Um, and then like so traumatized. Like, yeah, when the when the police were shooting he's like hey i got kids in the car like and like yeah yeah it gets it gets crazy because like yeah after they shoot and kill the guy they pull to the side and they're like like the other cars are like you're in the drive-thru and they kind of get out and they're just like i don't know what to do and one guy's just recording it because i what else are you gonna do (laughs) like you just literally saw a guy get his life taken away right (sighs) yeah I try to share this as much as I'm trying to stay away from this stuff. Uh, what are we going to do? I just want to live my life without being seen as a threat. Uh, I'm I'm a person just like you. That's it. That's it. I, I have a kid. Uh, you know, I have a girlfriend, all this stuff. But you still. Yeah. Because I swear that guy, the cop, would have been able to catch up to him. Like, Yeah, no, I believe that, too. It's like he was, you know, how people get the little, yeah. like, when they're runners, they're like, man, I got, like, no, he's just, like, running just to run. Like, he would have caught him. He's drunk. He's gonna, like, he, the guy, the cop pocketed his ID. You have everything. You have his car. True. Like, True. you have everything. Like, True. If you don't get him now, you're going to get him later. Like, you, you have where he lives. Right. And, like, authentically, he didn't seem like a danger to the public. That's my big thing. Because you think about it, and that's a big thing with cops, is obviously they're there for that reason. You know? He shot the taser. The taser's done. If, like, like, if a person is drunk driving on the highway, 
they are there to try and make sure nobody gets hurt from that person. You know, like that. So it's like this guy just running unarmed. It's not like he was going to tase a random civilian. Okay. It's not like he had a gun. Like he just was running away. Yeah. So like it's not. And he didn't have his car. He like he just. I don't believe that he was creating a bigger issue to the public. Uh, yeah. I tried to share this because, yeah, it's it's getting ridiculous. So lastly, before you go into relationship advice, mm-hmm. I just wanted to address how sorry I am to the trans community for some of your health care rights being taken away last week. You didn't do anything. What are you talking about? You didn't do anything. You said you wanted to apologize. It's not like you voted on it. No. Babe, do you not understand how... Oh, my gosh. English. (laughs) Like, I'm just saying on behalf of... Like, I think it's very saddening. Obviously. So, I'm saying, like, my my heart goes out to you. Like, you're so literal with it. Dang. (laughs) Like, any. I just... Yeah. Pretty much anyone that's... And... Go ahead. On the anniversary of the Pulse Massacre during Pride oh, Month. Oh, man, yeah. I'm very sorry. Like, that's not okay. Dog, and, whoo, like, you guys fought long and hard to finally get somewhere and get more of your rights, especially in something like healthcare, because obviously that is a big deal in the trans community with um, whether it be your operations to um you know switch parts and things like that or just to live and get proper help when you're sick and things like that i mean this is definitely a step backwards and i feel very sad about it again when was america great i'm still waiting for an answer (laughs) like of course i look at it as simple as this going back to what i said earlier we're currently fighting the fight of everyone versus racism. <laughs> and uh, everyone that's a part of that everyone category feels that what happened with that rule or prop, that mm-hmm. law, whatever mm-hmm, happened, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's wrong. Like, it makes no sense. Like, we're all people at the end of the day. Well, because here's the thing is the LGBTQ plus community really rallied and came forward for the Black Lives Matter movement because, again... All of that started as riots, too. And, you know, I think so now we see people also sharing their thoughts on this ruling in return. Because it is. It's very much all of the oppressed groups, basically, came together to fight for Black Lives Matter. And... Now we're just seeing, okay, now it's like volleying around. And now it's like, okay, we're going to go back to this oppressed group and make them more oppressed. Yeah, and but it's very sad. It's been volleying around since no, 2016. I, I get that. I, <laughs> like, get, I, I understand that. I just think, obviously, we're heightened right now like, with all of this happening. And so... We've <sighs> we've had oppressed groups from the Mexicans to the Asians to the Muslims to the, mm-hmm, to the blacks mm-hmm. to the... Like, every group... No, it's has true, been oppressed right. in, right. in this in these last four years and it's it's ridiculous and i hate having these conversations with my friends and being like how please tell me how trump is so divisive i'm like dog shut up like uh there's still children in cages 
Yeah, yeah. And I've also heard, not for nothing, that these children and people in cages are likely getting sexually abused or trafficked. Uh, yeah, and they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is horrendous and disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like... <sighs> but yeah, that news, when I s- saw that, it enraged me. It just did. Because in what world is it okay to take away health care rights? As it is, our country, you know, we pay out the butt for mm-hmm. our health care. Okay? Whether it's insurance, HSA, out-of-pocket fees, co-pays. We pay so much for our health care. So in what world do you have a right then to refuse it to me? Think about that. What am I paying for? Dog, it's it's pretty simple. Trump wasn't able to flip Obamacare, so it's like, well, at least I can change this. I just <laughs> that's really what it comes down to how I look at it. Mm-hmm. He's like, shoot, flip, change anything that I can change. I want my name to be on it now. Like that's it. All right, ready to hit this <sighs> next one? Yes, I just had to express my grief and my. Well, um, disagreement. Everyone should it. express their grief and disagreement come November. <laughs> like, well, not yeah, not happen. for nothing. Even on the state level, because uh, how a lot of states are handling like reopening and the pandemic and all this stuff, um, and the pandemic in general, uh, a lot of people keep saying they're like, "Remember this in November." I feel like come November, we're gonna see like everybody in every field get replaced. Just because nobody's happy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, whether, you know, like I said, whether it's how the states are handling that, like, no one's happy with anybody. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this changes. Yeah. So, on to Moving some on. relationship advice here. We got relationship advice this week, guys. So, this one is about a boyfriend that posts but doesn't want to get married. So, this girl goes on to say... My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over three years. We recently got engaged in December on a family vacation, which he had planned to propose since Thanksgiving, apparently. He recently told me, not once, but twice so far, that he actually doesn't want to get married, and I should just be happy with the ring. He said, marriage is just a piece of paper (laughs) that legally bonds you, you to someone for the rest of your life. He doesn't want that. Then why are you posing? (laughs) Um, She goes on to say, I've asked him if he would consider just thinking about it or listening. He always says the same thing. I don't want to marry anyone. It's a waste of money and it's stupid. At this point, I feel like this is the biggest. This is just the biggest of many small problems in the relationship. And I'm not sure what to do anymore. If someone proposed to you and then said that they don't want to get married, how would you react? Well, my first question is, did you guys ever talk about marriage before this? Like, because I feel like there should have been some talk of, like, what page are you on? Because this is kind of a deal breaker in a lot of relationships. If there's if someone really wants to get married and values that and thinks it's important and then the other person is the complete opposite, a lot of times that relationship doesn't work out very well. 
So that's my first thing, because usually marriage and babies people talk about before they happen. So like, yeah, because they're life changing. Second of all, if he wanted to do that, why not just call it a promise ring? Like you didn't have to do the whole proposing and the whole dilemma and make her think you're engaged to be married. You realize that's the phrase, right? Like engaged to be married. Like that's, you know, that's the rest of the phrase. So it's like, uh, I don't understand why you could have gotten a really fancy ring. Sure. Whatever. And just called it a promise ring. And then that's your intention. But again, I think that should have been discussed prior to this. Cause I think now this is, I mean, they complicated. It probably was. I feel we went through this in the past where women like to push. I want to get married. I want to get married. This and that, and right. and I'm sure this this girl, just like many other women out there, have you know expressed their concerns to their significant others and said, "Yo, I would love for us to get married. It's been you know X amount of years. It's been two, three, four years. We've been together. I would love for mm-hmm. us to make this a, a thing." Mm-hmm. And you can't knock the the girl from wanting to do that, but you also can't knock the guy. I'm also being like, I don't really feel up to it, or whoever you know, whoever the partners are. <sighs> My issue with this, I would totally end a relationship with someone if I was the girl mm-hmm. in this situation. Right. And we've been together for she says a little over three years, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they've had this conversation. I'm mm-hmm. not going with the assumption that they never had it because it makes mm-hmm. no sense. Mm-hmm. Why am I gonna? She she even mentions in like these comments how she refuses to wear the ring until um you know she actually feels that he he wants this. Mm-hmm. Totally understand it. I don't think he wants to. He thinks it's stupid. Like he doesn't. You can't force someone to get married, and when you do, it's going to end badly. Do not get married to someone if you're not ready for for well, it. Well, and I just find it interesting because like from your perspective, for example, you know. We've had this conversation years ago before mm-hmm. anything happened and you made it a you made me aware that it's not, like you are the type of person that could be in a relationship forever and not get married and you'd be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You didn't necessarily feel like we have to. However, you were open to it because I wanted to and because I valued it. It wasn't one of those where one, you're just going to like tease me or two, um you would resent me if we actually did well, get married. Like it was, it was an agreement of, you know, you were like, I'm cool with not, but I'm also cool. Like if you want to, it's whatever. Well, we had two different upbringings. So it's like, right. yeah, I had parents that like, they weren't married, but I saw that where it's like, you could still rock with each other, still love each other, all mm-hmm. that stuff and get along without being married. So being married does not change anything. Oh, trust me. I get that. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I didn't care. But I also made it clear to you and to anyone that I would right. be with, of course, that like no one's forced me to get married. Like I, I want to be ready for that because that's a, a big decision. I feel like it's probably why some people divorce right. because they get pushed into right, it. right, right. And you were also very much specifically the type of way that you were gonna wait to propose until you thought we were ready for that. Yeah, that's too because you it wasn't like if i was pressuring you and i was just like well i want to get married period but we were obviously in a toxic place like we were not good it didn't make sense yet so like that is the whole reason why you had the ring for a year and a half 
because you had the intention it was there but then we went backwards again and it was like this whole thing and we had to get through stuff first because what is the point of proposing yeah, if the, if you don't think this is going to work out or you or the intention isn't there to get married. Yeah, and uh, like, I was getting a ring also to be sit there and be like a to like a shut you up type thing or right. like or 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 make it better but it's not really better. Exactly. Give it to someone. Cuz there is there's very much that false sense of like happiness in some people like mm-hmm. if you just get engaged cuz it's like this weird euphoria even if you guys are in a bad place it's like woo we're just not now. It's magically yeah. better like that doesn't yeah, make like, sense. I, it doesn't work. I wasn't, it wears off. Like to be in, like whatever bad state we were in beforehand, right. and then to like pop up with the ring. I'm right, like, it would be no like confusing. Let's address the situation that we're in, and right. then yeah, and, and I like you know, knock on plastic. Knock on plastic. That this it's it's worked out in the you know we six don't have months. wood here. It's a plastic table. Actually, that's why. yeah, as of tomorrow. Six months tomorrow. Well, uh, yesterday as as of when this is posted. Yeah. It'll be, uh, you know, we've been married for six months and like, yeah, it's like you have to work through your issues and make sure you're both comfortable. And that's what another thing I plan on like mentioning to our kids, whether it be a boy or girl, they're like, yo, don't push this person or, um, or, you know, whichever side they need to hear of that conversation. Cause I feel like it's needed a lot. We put a lot of pressure on marriage and it's like, don't let anyone pressure you into making that type of choice. Right. Because it's very personal. It's hugely personal. And and no one knows what the couple's going through but the couple, truly. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so it's... But I think the way he's... Uh, the way they both handled this, I feel like, doesn't make much sense. I'm not putting the knock on the girl. Because I feel like well, I feel like <sighs> she would have talked about this. Well, but that's what I'm saying. She should have just been vocal before this and been like... Because if he... I don't know. I'm wondering if he was vocal. I'm wondering if he was like, oh, I'll propose to you, but I'm not getting married. I want to know if that was explicitly said because if it was, she should have been like, nope, that's that's not the deal here. Don't propose unless we're getting married. But if it wasn't said, then he's kind of beating around the bush. I don't know. Sounds very misconstrued. Like, be clear, people. Clear communication. (laughs) Say what you mean. Mean what you say. And it sucks. Like, do that around like on a family vacation. So her family. Right. Whoever's family was around. Right. Um. And she also mentions in these comments how she wants to get married and have kids in the future, and he never answers her about uh, ha- about kids and having kids. Honey, um, that's okay. That's exactly what I mean. Marriage and kids, yeah, you don't bring them up on the first date. But like these are th- oh god, oh these are things that you need to talk about way before they're gonna happen because don't waste your time with someone if you guys are not because kids especially trust okay. me. If you're, if one person wants them, one person doesn't, okay. that relationship does not work oh, this out. This relationship is done. I would just, if my daughter's time, okay, you just stabbed me. Thank you. What? With your ring, I think. Oh, sorry. Um, I so this girl goes on to say in these comments, saying that he said, I'll be, that this girl will be in the percentage of single mothers um, with the job he's in. And she, he asked her, does she really want that? Like. Wait, I don't get it. I'm not sure what job her her boyfriend or now fiance does, but he's saying you will nah, be a single fiance. mom if you get pregnant. As in you're going to leave me? Break up with this person. Wow. 
this is not someone that you want to have a relationship with. This is screaming a future divorce if you ever get married. Because not for nothing. I always, I, I remember when I would talk to you and I'd be like, so like, again, be clear. I'd be like, so if I accidentally get pregnant, like, are you dipping or are you like sticking around kind of thing? Like, I mean, because that, that's another thing that you need to like talk to whoever you're with about because there is that risk, obviously. And it's like. You need to know who you're with and what you're setting up to do. Uh-uh. It took two to get pregnant, honey. No. Oh, my God. No. Goodbye. Yeah. And she gives, like, details. I guess he's 26. His mom and dad are divorced, but they both remarried. His grandparents are still married and not. Is a single mother. Um, one of his best friends is getting married in October. His other is newly engaged um sorry and he's just dragging his feet i mean he probably sees it from his he's probably when you say his parents are divorced he probably has some bad taste from when he was a kid and that's probably has some fear that's probably some therapy that needs to happen but i would still drop this person because that's just my thought because if that's how they feel i'm not but taking but you the risk. can overcome that listen not listen taking the risk take it from me people risk. can have parents Don't in toxic risk. relationships that are not healthy and they can still come out and be in a better relationship with their significant other don't take like the risk. it's so don't do it, that's girl. an excuse don't do it girl don't like do whether it whether it's you have divorced parents whether it's you have married parents in a tax relationship whatever the thing is trust me you can you can still flourish in your relationship but you need to be with the right person yeah, don't do it just leave this relationship this guy's trash pretty much that's what i gotta say because <laughs> if i was like dog you get pregnant i'm out that's that's ridiculous that's it's ridiculous. To best believe in coming for child support. Like, that's terrible. Uh, on that note, guys, I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. I kind of feel blah. 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 A lot of, of not-so-great topics, but that's what we got to do. I'm just hoping for a better world. And if, if, we are the world. In the words of Tupac, <laughs> you know, I, if, I won't be the change. But at least I can plant the seed that will be the change. Yeah, hey. plant the seed. Hey. And then came Kendrick Lamar. Missy thinks you're delicious. Uh, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go. like, play with me. I'm going to go get licked on by my dog because she likes chocolate. <laughs> His arm is, is getting licked on. Just to yeah. clarify. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that could have sounded really dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Woo! There's okay. no bestiality in here. It's all right. It's fine, guys. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm out, guys. Once again, I'm Shadow. Thank you for listening to this end of this podcast. I'm joined by my lovely wife. Lauren. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Peace out. That was a Titan Cast episode.